Hello and welcome to episode 121 of the Massive Attack Podcast. I'm Joe and with me as always in Melbourne is Mitch. G'day. And we are continuing with our A to Z again this month when we are now looking at the letter H and there was a couple of choices that we thought about that we might do for the letter H. One of the obvious ones was He-Man, but I think we've probably covered He-Man a lot on uh, other episodes. I think so. We've definitely done the He-Man Christmas special one year for the Christmas countdown, and we, we've talked about He-Man toys quite a bit, but we're going to stick with toys, but we're going to go somewhere a little bit different this month, and we've decided that H should be for Hot Wheels. Yep. So most people would know what Hot Wheels are. So Hot Wheels are a die-cast range of toy cars, but you might not know the history. One sixty-fourth scale. I knew there had to be some sort of scale on them, so we knew what yep. they were. But yeah, so Hot Wheels have actually been around for quite a while. They were originally introduced in America in 1968, and they have a bit of a storied history, I guess. Well, this is before we go. I mean, we talk about our history, and when you say Hot Wheels, you know, Hot Wheels is the biggest brand in the world right now. But yep. up until only a few years ago, I would have been calling them Matchbox cars because that's what I grew up with. Yeah, I think so too. And I probably bought Hot Wheels. I always called them Matchbox cars. The reason that being 164 scale, and Matchbox was a brand of car. And they were like, in the same way, Band-Aid is the brand synonymous with the object, yep. where other brands, not Band-Aid, make the same sort of product, but Band-Aid is the general term that people use for it. I think that's a real English thing. So for me growing up, it was a Matchbox car. I grew up with Matchbox cars, and English people are very much, you know, name things like your vacuum cleaner is your Hoover. There's no alternative to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my question to you, what, are you Matchbox? Are you Hot Wheels? Are you Dinky or are you Corgi? Well, see, when I grew up... And these aren't sexual <laughs> innuendos here. I had an older brother, so when I was younger, I inherited his toy cars, and they were mainly Matchbox. So being English, I think the fact that we had a lot of Matchbox cars, we had a lot of Corgi cars as well, and I'll drop another name, Majoretti was another brand that we had as well, but the Majoretti ones were more plasticky and not quite as well made as the Matchbox and the Corgis. But obviously, yeah. my brother's quite a few years older than me, so he outgrew his toys, so I inherited this big wooden tea chest of toy cars and majority of them would have been matchboxes and it probably wasn't until the early 80s that i can remember a definition of actually having a hot wheels branded car and thinking yep this is not a matchbox car this is a hot wheels car because the matchbox cars were good but i found that the hot wheels cars had i don't know better bearings or axles or something and they would just be a lot smoother ride well, we'll get into that later, but yes, I do remember Major Red. That was an exotic, I guess, Italian or French or something. Yep. But yes, I do remember them. I may have had one of those growing up. I seem to recall having a lot of Matchbox cars, but I probably had Hot Wheels, but I never really knew them as that. Yeah. So I, I don't remember, but they would have come on the blister. But the thing with the Matchbox, like they said, they're called Matchbox cars because they came in a box. Yeah, exactly. It was like a Matchbox. Mm. And I do remember the news agent had them. And they were there and they were in the box and it was like painted artwork on the box. And that's what the car looked like mm. inside. And they had this weird display case at the back of the newsagent and that's where I'd buy them from. And oh, I loved looking at that glass cabinet going, well, I want that one, I want that one. But I also remember we used to go shopping on a Friday. Mum and go and when I was, I assume before I went to school or maybe, I'm assuming, so I was four, nearly five. And I figured out if you threw a tantrum, <laughs> 
<laughs> you got a Matchbox car every Friday because I was a cunt. That's why your parents are different to my parents because if I threw a tantrum in yeah. the shops, I would come home and they would take one of my cars <laughs> off me. No, I, I got a car every fucking trip because I wanted a car. There was a no said and then I threw a tantrum laying on the ground, <laughs> throwing a tanty. I got a new car mm. every time. I guess I just learned. And I'm a spoiled asshole now. <laughs> so, yeah, I learned my lesson. Uh, but, yeah, listen to this. Can't really hear it. That's it. I've actually got a Matchbox car in my hand right now. Yeah. I'm trying to hear the rattle. There you go. Yes, so you can actually still buy them in the boxes again because Matchbox did go to the blister. Like, if everyone knows Hot Wheels, that's a 164-scale car or vehicle on a blister pack, you know, with a cardboard backing that hangs on a hook. And Matchbox started off in the boxes and they did go to the blister pack and they have gone back to the boxes, which you can get, and here in Australia at least, if you go to the toy section in your supermarket, your Coles or your Safeway, you can generally get Matchbox or Hot Wheels. They're, they're readily available. Yeah. And yeah, we'll get more onto that later. So, so all right, yeah. So you grew up with your majorities, your corgis, yep. and your matchbox. So I think I had a, a mix of those. I don't know. I, I, I remember the majorities around, but I think they were expensive, so I never got any of those. So I think that was the other way around. I think mm. they were a bit cheaper because they were more plasticky rather than being solid like a matchbox or a Hot Wheels. Okay, so it's interesting what you're saying. All right, so the die-cast cars started around the 40s, yep. and... They were just basic molded vehicles, trucks, farming equipment, that sort of thing, with wheels, and you'd you'd play with them. That was that was sort of it. And Matchbox was the biggest game in town. Like there was the other cars, Dinky and Corgi and all that. They were English mainly, was the biggest companies. And in nineteen sixty eight, like you mentioned before, the dude in charge of Mattel, which was famous for lots of different toys, but their biggest one at the time would have been Barbie. Yeah. He owned, you know, he owns a toy company and I've seen two copies of the story here. One is it's his grandson, another one saying it's his son. But he saw these kids relate relative to him playing with toy cars, obviously that aren't Mattel branded. And it's like what why are they playing with a toy that we don't make? What's going on here? So I was like, we've got to get into this market. Let's make some cars. So he went to the engineer there and said it, and apparently within a couple of hours, one story said, but within not in a very short amount of time, they had a prototype die-cast car ready to go. So I was like, okay. So that's where it started, and before too long, they took over and was the front runner when it came to the die-cast market. Okay. Now, what was different what they looked at all different things but one of the major difference was not long after the car because they bought out 16 cars to start with and they're american as well so i'm not going to say english is boring but there were a lot of tractors and lorries and minis and just yeah boring you're right yeah so when the hot wheels came out they had fat wheels and they were mustangs corvettes um combi vans with surfboards in them it was just cooler exactly yeah particularly in america they just ate it up it's just like, oh, this is so good. But like you said before about with the wheels and the friction, it's like what they figured out was they had metal wheels on the original cars and a type of plastic that wasn't very good friction-wise and all these sort of things. So they didn't roll terribly well. Hmm. You know, you could push them around and they were fine, but if you got them on a nice flat surface and push them, they would stop pretty quick. So, you know, he came up, they did the, the research and worked on tyres and all that sort of thing and came up with a sort of plastic that was 
less friction and it had a ridge on it with even less friction again and it had a sort of weird suspension in the axle thing which made it bounce a little bit so it wouldn't be so rigid yeah. and just all these sort of things and they just ran better than the other cars did which they all adopted within two years corgi um yeah corgi was doing the same yeah. thing they changed their wheels and changed everything and pretty quickly too they had to sort of like change their molds eventually but they followed suit pretty much and yeah that first 16 was very popular then they bought out track not long mm. after very famously orange yep. and you look at orange track now and it's like that's a exactly track. That's yeah the beauty of that is they had these cars not only did they roll really well you've got a track so you can do something with the cars mm. so you put them on the track and they had it was two wheels that the cars would run through and it would give them momentum so they would keep going around yep. the track without you doing yeah, cause it. Yeah, so because like, I remember I had one when I was a kid and it was like spring-loaded with rubber bands and you'd sort of pull it back and it'd click and then you'd put your car in it and then you'd press it and it would like oh, yep. catapult the car down the track and through the loop-to-loop and that sort of stuff. But yeah, now they've got the battery-operated rollers that just continuous. Well, they had it back mm. then. Well, they had it back in the okay. 60s. That was one of the first things they bought out. So, But there were just so many different aspects to it that were great and they did really well and they just didn't stop. I tried, like this is going to be a, hopefully not too long an episode, but I could not do it justice. I did as much research as I could and it's like I can't even scratch the surface no. of just how much Hot Wheels stuff is out there. So essentially they were the market. They improved on the aspects. You know, they were the, the game in town to the point where the others competed for a while. I did a little bit of research on Matchbox cars. They did okay too. And, you know, they kept their share quite decently. But in the end, they did go out of business and they got bought out by um, Hot Wheels eventually. And Hot Wheels, to their credit, has kept the Matchbox brand on. So another aspect of Hot Wheels was the design. So like we said before that Corgi, they're a bit more realistic and a bit more boring. You know, there were real things you'd see on the streets yep. where Hot Wheels, they got car designers in and they worked on concept cars. Exactly. So they were just that much cooler. Yep. You know, so there were hot rods and, you know, they had exposed bonnets and they had blowers out the top and side exhausts and things like that. So it was just all cool. And then they innovated with the paint jobs as well. So they put pinstriping on, they put pearlescent paints and sparkle paint. So, yeah, you know, as cool as a Capri is in England, or if you're looking at a sparkly blue Mustang with side stripes and a blower, what's better? <laughs> you know, and big fat tires. So they just sort of pushed the limits on that and, Matchbox did copy. They were always trailing behind, but they did copy and they did end up getting bought by them eventually. It's funny you say that, though, because I do remember as a kid that the Matchbox ones were your more realistic car, whereas they were just on the bottom of the car and it'd say what it was, whereas the Hot Wheels cars yeah. actually had names. And I can still remember a lot of the ones I had when I was younger by the name of the car. Like there was one that was around... Not that I ever had it, but there was one called Splitting Image, which was a concept yeah. car that was kind of a car that was designed in two halves sort of thing. A bit like a twin pod from Star Wars. Yeah, very much like a twin pod from Star Wars. But one of the first ones I can remember is I had a, I think it was a Volkswagen Golf, but in America they call those rabbits rather than golfs. Rabbit. And it was called Hair Splitter with spelt h-a-r-e hair splitter and it was like a volkswagen golf rally car and it had like a little plastic roof rack on top with an extra wheel and stuff and when i was a kid i used to think that was amazing well i had one look like a mini and there was a giant head like a person in the head sitting in oh, it yeah like that body yeah and a, and a big blower at the top but that could have been a matchbox one to be honest i think there was a hot wheels one that was a model t ford with Red like a, a yeah like a german war helmet sort of thing on top yes mm-hmm 
But just, yeah, yeah a lot of the ones they had were, as, as you said, they were concept-type cars rather than being just a car. And I think that's what one of the other things that appealed to me when I was a kid was the fact that they weren't just normal cars and the fact that in that sort of early 80s time, I was getting into a lot of American television. Predominantly, Dukes of Hazard was what I remember. And I can remember having Hot Wheels Dodge police cars and I used to play Dukes of Hazard with my car. So, like, I never had a General Lee, but I used to have a mm. car that I would pretend was the General Lee. And then probably a little bit later on, I can remember having a, a black Trans Am and I used to play Smokey and the Bandit with my Hot Wheels cars. Well, that was a, that's my fond memories and I still have those. I found them in my, got all my stuff from my mum's and I still had a bunch of toys and what I kept. And I had quite the um, Matchbox collection or Hot Wheels collection. Mm. And I did like my car tie-ins back then, obviously. I didn't have the A-Team van, but I did have the A-Team Corvette. Okay. Which faces Corvette. I had the Fall Guys pickup. I did have the Firebird from Smokey and the Bandit. I never yeah. had it generally, like you said. But yeah, I had all those cars. And if I had a similar car, like I had a Capri, which was the car from the professionals in my head. Yeah. That was the one. So yeah, I obviously did like the tie-ins and very much like, but there were so many gimmicks and I loved the open doors. Like if I had a car that the doors opened or the boot opened or yeah. the trunk or bonnet or something so that was so cool yeah so i dug all that sort of stuff and we when we go back to gobot's last episode or transformers you know it, it was just the step before you know i did like collecting all these things they were so cool you played with them when transformers came out it just was like the next level it's like mm. oh it's like having met, met you know hot wheels but they transform but something hot wheels also did do they kept innovating lots of things where they brought in color changing paint so in hot weather or cold weather you drop it in water or something it would change color yep. and they had a lot of gimmicks and like you said you had the little rubber band launch pad for the tracks they got loop the loops in the tracks they had all those sort of things and it was just so many gimmicks they tried they bought out different ranges of cars all the time where they'd they bought our fat boys or something they called them, and the t the tires were wider than the car. Yeah, ridiculously over wide. Yeah, and they tried, and they say they didn't succeed. They've got tunes, which are like cartoony versions. Do you remember when they brought out the ones that were like the battle damage, where they'd have the similar to the battle yes. damage He Man? They had the side panel where the doors were that was spring loaded, so you could like crash into it and I it would flip over and it would have and still dents got... in them. Yes, I found them. They were in my collection of cars. Like my son loves them. Oh, really? <laughs> That's awesome. Because, all right, full disclosure now, I am quite the Hot Wheels collector now. I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened, but I bought some. Whenever I, I always have a look in the toy. I'm a toy collector. I'm sitting in a room surrounded by comics and toys and they're all connected somehow and i'd always check for some reason and they bought out some superman or you know comic related cars now there's different ways they do cars sometimes it's just your classic normal cars and they'll have a paint job on it to reference what they're talking about or they'll do what they call character cars so either the car looks like a character or it's got attributes to complement that character. So they bought out this line of Superman and Batman cars, and I bought all the Supermans that were in there. And, you know, there's a combi, and there's, like, 1950s sort of hot roddy sort of stuff, and they got, like, classic comic art on the sides. And that's really cool. So I bought them. And ever since that sort of came out, I'd always just check out the Hot Wheels aisle just to see what's out. And it happened slowly, but then it ramped up really, really quick. But I've quite the Hot Wheels collection now. I'm just looking at it 
now <laughs> what I've got. So, but I'm not just buying your random run of the mill cars. They're always themed generally. So they're tied into a lot. So I'm just looking at what I've got over here. And I've got the Turtles van, Me Machine from Scooby Doo. I've got a lot of Batmobiles, like a lot. Like there's the Justice League, the Batman Arkham Asylum games, the 86, the 88 Batman. There's the Christopher Nolan Batmans. There's the 66 Batmans in various colors. There's the Tumblr. Yeah, so there's an awful lot in that. And I've got some tie-ins here. There's a bunch of Justice League cars. And when I say there's some Superman ones here, so it's a, it looks like a car, but it's got red fins at the back, which sort of represent his cape. So there's a couple of the Superman ones that, sort of reflect that. I've got some turtle character cars, which actually look like the turtle's characters. So there's a spreader who's That's all cool. silver and he's got the spikes. The windscreen yeah. is sort of the eyes in the same way. And I've got two of the turtles. Again, the windscreen are the eyes, but they're purple and they're orange for the different turtles. And they look like turtles to a point. But a Hulk one, which is sort of got, he's big and bulky and has fists at the start. Iron Man, I've got one that represents the look of Iron Man. So I really like that. I've got a box set of Master Universe ones on their way and they look like, you know, it's it's sort of a car with He-Man's chest plate and everything that sort of goes around the car and over the toppers, that's the roof. I just, I just really respect the design work that goes into these things and I love that and they just look cool. But just I display them still on cards, so they take up a lot of room. But but something they've been bringing out lately to bring it back to He-Man is they've been bringing out reproductions of He-Man cars in Hot Wheels 164 scale, and I love it. So I've got the Thunder Tank from Thundercats is there, plus they bought out at the same time the Wind Raider from He-Man, and since then they've bought out motherfucking Land Shark and Battle Ram. So that's all really cool, and I love it, and they look great. But not only that, what they did, oh, I suppose a few years ago now, Monster Jam yeah. was quite big in America and Hot Wheels have bought out Monster Jam. Now, Monster Jam is a real sport that's performed with monster trucks. So Hot Wheels obviously bought the license or some sort of in conjunction, we're going to do replicas of your monster trucks in that. So there's a monster, yeah. monster truck scale in not 164. Yeah. It's a different scale of the cars, but they're monster trucks. My youngest has quite a collection of those because... I tried to get my kids into the toy cars, but they didn't like the 164th scale, but they really love the, the Monster Jam stuff. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I mean, there was a, I think that's one of the first ones I got, actually. There was a Superman Monster Truck based on an actual Superman Monster Truck that was used in Monster Jam. So I did buy that, and my kids sort of got into it, and they did get it. They got quite the collection, actually. I think they probably got a bigger collection than me that I had as a kid when it comes to playable cars. Something that did suck them in and got my kids into it as well. At Aldi here in the stores, mm. you can get blind bag Hot Wheels. Yep. So they bring out every every year, every six months or something, they'll have a new series. And there's mm. 12 cars in the series, and they're blind bag. So if you really want to see what they are, they're actually printed on the side in the by number code. Like when the first series of Lego minifigs came out and you could tell which ones they were by the barcodes on the bottom and people were printing out the list of barcodes mm. and taking it to the shops and going, all right, this bag is the rock star or this bag is, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty it. much. So I was buying these because I love a good blind bag when they're not expensive. And that's the beauty of Hot Wheels can be a cheap way of getting into them. Mm, definitely. So your basic Hot Wheels is about two bucks here in Australia. They were about two bucks when they started in America in 1968 so they are stupid cheap for a nice little treat yep. to get away with something 
So it's about two bucks, two bucks fifty for these blind bags. So I didn't mind buying whenever I go shopping. Oh, I'll see which car I get this time. I want to get this one because you've got your list of what's in there. And it's like, I want that one. I want that one. My kids got into it. So I'd buy one for them, one for me. And the thing is you end up with seven 55 Chevys after a while because you're trying to get that last one and you keep getting doubled up because I didn't know the trick. Now I know the trick. It's a lot easier. But one day it's like, oh, let's clean up. We're running out of room in your tub for the cars. So I end up pulling all the cars out just to see where the doubles were and all this. And I end up giving my son a lesson in color theory, putting a color wheel using the Hot Wheels car. So I made it in like the rainbow pattern just with all the colors and everything like that. It actually made quite a bit of photo. I might send it through to the Facebook group and put it up, the photo I did. Yeah, just working out what cars we had. So they got into the cars and they do like it. Whenever I go looking in the Hot Wheels section, they'll always look and I'm never going to say no if they want to buy one. But they'll play with it for a couple of days and then go back to something else. And then whenever I buy a new one for them, they'll play with it again. So it's a toy that they still enjoy, but it's not something they play with all the time. But yeah, the monster trucks he did, because yeah, he liked plays cool, in the monster machines. He had the toys from that, which were good quality toys. But yeah, he sort of went from that to the Monster Jam. Now, with the Monster Jam, which was the officially licensed ones based on the, those trucks, now they're bringing out a line which is just Hot Wheels Monster Trucks. So they're very similar cars, but they're... Yeah, so I think they've lost the license. Oh, they still make oh, them, they? but okay. this is just their own. Yeah, so this is where they've got, you know, random cars, like there's a Spider-Man one and an Iron Man, which aren't based on anything. And to keep with the um the He-Man theme, they've bought out a Battle Cat Monster Truck. That's cool. So I was like, oh... I need that. So I've got two of those, one to open, one to, one to display. Yeah, I'm just a freaking sucker for this stuff. And also, during COVID, it got a bit worse because cause I couldn't get out there and shop and look for toys or anything like that. We were in lockdown. The only shopping we were allowed to do for a good three-month period there was go to the supermarket. That was it. Thank God the supermarket has that little section. <laughs> like when I, when I say section, I mean it's like two and a half feet wide. Yeah. That's it. And you've got Uno Cames three sets of Lego, some dolls, random little things here and there, and Hot Wheels and Matchbox yeah. cars. So I had to get a fix somehow, and that was generally mm. it. Like when I'm going nuts in three months of lockdown, buying a stupid freaking car was what got me through. <laughs> so I did build up the collection quite a bit that way. And like I said, with it being $2, it's really, really cheap yeah. hobby, right? That's basic toys. But your basic cars, now your cars are just a generic car. It's two bucks. That's great. When I talk about these Supermans and these Iron Mans and Wonder Womans that I've been buying, they're not two bucks. They're seven bucks for some reason. I guess you're paying for the license. Some of the cars, there's so many different brands. There's like Japanese and there's Hollywood Cruisers. There's all these different types. And the quality of the cars are different. So the wheels are different. The axles are different. So some spin better. Some have got better paint jobs. Some are all metal. Some have got metal base plates, all that sort of thing. Mm. So you're paying for that premium when it yep. goes up. Now, with these lines, when they do a Superman or a He-Man or anything like that, a Marvel line, it's generally five cars minimum. Yeah. And one of them's normally quite a rare one that you can't get. Yes. Well, so when you're talking five, I've got to buy all five and they're at seven bucks yep. a pop. Then you're looking at your 35 bucks down now. <laughs> So it, it, it's, it can be cheap if you're buying the odd random $2 one here and there. But yeah, when you go in on the line. Now, like, yes, exactly what you were saying. There was a Superman one. I wanted it. It was a combi van with Frank Miller Superman art on the side. I was like, I want that car. Could I find it anywhere? No. I had to go to the depths of the internet to get one. 
and had to pay a premium price. I didn't know why. I just couldn't find it. I just wanted it because, one, it was Superman and it was Frank Miller. You know, one of my favorite iterations of Superman was his drawing of it. It's like, I want that car. That's for me. Why can't I have it? Yep. Now I found out. Now I am buying these comic related or movie related cars because that's my take on Hot Wheels. Something I have learned getting into Hot Wheels is there's Hot Wheels fans out there. Oh, there is. Yeah. I didn't realize. Like, as with all fandoms, they're assholes. Hmm. And I did not know this, but there's actually what they call treasure hunts. So in each case with all the cars in it, there is a what they call treasure hunt cars. And there's yep. certain ones every every thing which has got a better paint job and better wheels and this and that. It's just a variant. And it's, you know, randomly packed. So there's people out there looking for these things and they'll go through. And if you see a mess in the Hot Wheels section, it's because someone's gone through and like a prick. Yeah, exactly. And they're just looking through everything and they don't care. And they're just looking through. But the same sort of thing happens with like wrestling figures. When you order a, mm -hmm. like a toy shop would order a crate of wrestling figures and there would be a hierarchy. So you'd have 10 of one figure, you'd have like six of another figure, two of something else. And then each box would have like one rare one in as well. So like with most toys, that one thing, because it's not readily available, becomes quite hard to get. But then you go into the bargain shops and like your reject shop and you'll have 20 versions of the other one because retailers yep. are buying multiple boxes to get that one rare one. But then you end up with like, mm -hmm. you know, 30 of the dud ones that no one really wants. Yeah, well, that's what I found. I went to a toy fair. Well, two years ago now, nothing happened last year. And yeah, I just thought there was a bunch of tables with people selling Hot Wheels. And this is before I knew what I was getting into. It's like, what are they doing with all these cars? Yeah. Why? And I'm assuming some of them probably buy boxes for themselves yeah. to get those random ones out. And then they flog off the rest. Yeah, I'd say that's exactly what they're doing. And what I found was, yeah, so this combi that I was after with Superman on it, there's a reason the combi was hard to get. Because there's someone out there is not a Superman fan. What they are are combi fans. Hmm. So what they do is they get all the different variations of the combi vans that come out. And they're really hard to get because there's, there's a He-Man line out at the moment where I have four of the five. The one I'm missing combi. is the combi. Yep. It's got Beast Man on it, and that's the one. And again, it's not He-Man fans. It's combi fans who have bought them all. Now, I get it because yeah, there's um, people out there, they'll buy Mustangs. They'll buy Supras. Yep, they have their car that they like and they buy every iteration of that. Hmm. And that's great. And they do this a lot. So I'm noticing now, now that I've been paying attention for about three years now, I'm seeing the reissues of the cars. It's like, oh, that's that car, but they've changed the color or they've changed this paint job, but it's the same car. So, so I get it and I appreciate it for what it is. And it's like, okay, so there's combi fans out there, there's Mustang fans. But then I got on, oh, yeah, I'll get on the internet. I'm a fan. Oh, there's some Aussie Hot Wheels fan groups. I'll join them on Facebook. And and they've to a point, they're all very good. People share what they found that week. You know, oh, I went out and I found this, I found this. And it's really good for letting me know what's out there going, oh, I want that. Yeah, because it's always good to find a toy in the wild. So rather than having to buy it through eBay or whatever, if you go into a shop and see the one you want, it's great. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I had to buy it because I never saw it here. There was a Shazam. Now, Shazam's my second favorite guy up there with Superman. And they bought out a Shazam one to tie in with the movie and never made it here. And I had to pay 20 something dollars on eBay for it in the end. And it's just like, for a stupid car, what am I doing? But I, I had to have it. But yeah, so not only is it great that people post these photos online saying, this is what I found today, this is out there, this is great. No, it's it's the assholes that go, oh, this is what I got today. And it's 10 of the same fucking car. 
It's yeah. like, oh, so what are you doing with those 10? You're going to flog off the other nine because you're an asshole. Yeah. It's like, and it's not a cell group like these Hot Wheels group. There are some that do, but a lot of them aren't. But it's like, you're just an asshole. There's people on there selling this one Beast Man that I'm after for $25, which is yeah. the Beast Man company. It's like, why did you buy it? Yeah, just to if sell it to people. It's, it's only been out a month and you're selling it for 25 did you buy three and go, oh, I don't need three now. I'll get rid of it. No, you bought it for that intention because you know there's combi collectors out there. And it's just like, because, I mean, I did it like with the Wind Raiders when they came out. I grabbed a few because when I saw them, I just grabbed them and I grabbed extras. Yeah. And I gave, you know, gave one of my co-hosts on Geek Dudes because he was afterwards a He-Man fan. So I was like, I'll grab it when I see it and I'll do it. I did the same with the, um, the Battle Cat. I was going to ship it over to Adelaide to the Toy Power guys because he was after one, but he ended up finding one anyway. So I've got a spare, which is great. But just the fact that I would do it to pay it forward. Yeah. It's just like with everything, there's assholes out there. Yeah, exactly. like, why do you have to ruin everything? Why am I paying premium prices? Because you're being greedy. But it's weird though, because I was listening to a comic podcast a few months back and he's a comic creator. And he was talking about how he grew up and he was working in a comic shop for a while and this and that. And he goes, but I also worked in a toy shop for a while. And he goes, and I was, I was warned and I don't know what, what made him say it, but it was just funny that he said it. He goes, I was warned about the Hot Wheels guys. <laughs> it's like, cause they'll come in and they'll pester you about when the new, you know, cartons come in and can they go yeah. through it first? They're the worst. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. And this is from him talking from the nineties. Yeah, that's my take on where I am with the very cheap collecting that is Hot Wheels, and th unless you do even stupider things that COVID makes you do. Because, like I've said, they've, they've been innovative with a lot of things they do and what they try and create. Yeah. They bought out a thing called Hot Wheels ID. Okay, not familiar with this. Now, Hot Wheels ID, they're cars. They've got a chip in the bottom of them, and you can buy a portal or you can buy a track. The track will set you back about 280 bucks a string. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it syncs up to your phone and it registers how fast it goes. Okay. And you can link it all through. And there's a few things in the app that you can do with it. There's sort of games you can play, but also just logs in how many laps you've done and how quick they go. Um, you can just buy the portal, which is just where you can put your normal track through it and it'll go through that portal bit and that'll talk to your phone. I bought the fucking portal. <laughs> <laughs> and I've bought a bunch of the cars because I'm yeah. a dickhead. But, I mean, they're still – and they come in, like, nice big square boxes and they're really nice cars. They've got the metallic paint jobs. I bought some for the kids so they could play it just to justify spending this $70 <laughs> for the portal that I did. And the cars themselves cost around 10 12 bucks. Well, if you see them in the shops, they're 10 12 bucks. But if you go and say, oh, I've got three Batmobiles, I need that fourth one, and you have to go to yeah. Amazon <laughs> – it costs a little more yeah. sometimes, but yeah, because there's a kid out there, Knight Rider's kid, yep. and it's like, mm, yeah, that was pushing up around the 30, okay. 40 buck mark. It's no, like, too no much. stop it. You're being an idiot. Yes. So I've, I've, I'm, I'm done with that. I've, I had my fun. That was COVID stupid, and I'm done mm. now. So See, that's what the ID stands for, COVID. COVID. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. It's it's it is there. I mean, I have spent some pretty pennies on some because there are some niche. If you go into a, a decent toy store now, you can go in and like the one sixty four scale is a normal one. But if you go into other, there's like the bigger scale cars. Oh, yeah. yep. you can get. There's brands like Johnny Lightning and Greenlight, and they sort of do tie-ins for other shows like there's a ferris bueller and all that sort of thing and i have spent you know it's about 15 bucks for a 164 scale 18 van and the interceptor from mm. mad max but you know that's sort of 
one-off but, purchases. You're not going to do it all the time. I can justify that. Probably. Kind of I, actually, speaking of the tie-ins and the bigger scale, I do remember as a kid that Corgi had the bigger scale ones and I had a Starsky and Hutch Gran Torino. Ooh, nice. And that was in like the bigger scale one as well. And it came with like little plastic figures of a criminal with his hands up and Starsky and Hutch in his leather jacket and the other dude in his like knitted vest. Thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but just this Claude Gran Torino when I was a kid, like I don't remember watching Starsky and Hutch much, but I do remember just the scene at the start where they're driving through the alleyway and all the papers blowing out the sides. But yeah, I used to recreate that with oh, my Carvinus kit. Ah, oh, this is so cool. Mm. So yeah, Hot Wheels. I mean, we haven't even got onto the games. No, there is a 12-minute YouTube clip out there of the Hot Wheels games, the evolution of the Hot Wheels games. So there's a PC game from the late 80s which is what you expect from that time, all the way through PlayStation, GameCube, Nintendo Entertainment Systems, all the way up to the current consoles. Even Forza Horizon had a Hot Wheels tie-in. Yeah, that works. And that was with the, the track as well, wasn't it? With the, yeah, it was the all orange tracks. Track. It was and, great. And loop yeah. the loops and you used classic Hot Wheel cars like the Bone Shaker and things like that. So it, it just it's just massive. It's like 41 million kids had Matchbox cars or something stupid. That's, that's crazy. It was it? some crazy number there, and they're saying that the average person had 41 cars or something. Well, I was obviously and above then, average because I think I had more than that. Yeah, and then, well, I guess it, we offset the others <laughs> by having yeah, so probably. many more. But, yeah, it's... But it's just such an easy thing to get into. They don't take up a lot of space. I guess we, you know, with model trains, I didn't realize and forget where I saw it, but the HO scale, like H scale was the original model trains. Yep. And they're quite big. We're talking half a foot long for a, tra- you know, a, a typical carriage or something. Yeah. Where they bought in the HO scale, which was the smaller one because it was cheaper to produce and took up less space. And so that makes absolute sense. And that's what the beauty of Hot Wheels cars yeah. is. Yeah, the same scale. My son's, well, something he's loving at the moment is he's massive into Minecraft and they bought out some Minecraft cars. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Maybe maybe I should check those out. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Mm. So you've got a creeper and a zombie and okay. skeleton. Yeah. And they're funky and they're all blocky. I said, funky, yep. check it out. But speaking of the fandom, and one of the good things that the fandom has done, the actual website, hotwheels.fandom.com, has a massive catalogue of all of the Hot Wheels cars, including uh, releases in year. So you can go and say, all right, let's have a look at the releases for a particular year. And I've actually just been looking at that while you were talking, and I've managed to work out that my first Hot Wheels are actually from the 1981 series. And you can click on the links and it has little photos of what the cars look like. And I was sitting there going, yep, I had that one and I had that one and I had that one. And then stupidly, I've just jumped into eBay and looked at how much a 1981 mint on card Hot Wheels car would be. Some of them are cheap. There's a few that are around the sort of $20, $30 mark, but yeah. there's some obviously some rare ones that go up into the hundreds. So, yeah. But just looking at this, one of the ones I definitely remember, there was a, a sort of a mini camper van called Mini Trek that I remember having when I was a kid. It was like a brown Toyota Hilux with an extended back end that was turned into a camper van. And just looking at that, I was like, oh, I had that one. But And you mentioned the Ford Bronco. I definitely had a Ford Bronco when I was a kid and I had Chevy pickup as well. And I used to like race my Ford Bronco with my Chevy pickup. But it's bringing back a lot of memories of classic Hot Wheels cars. So I, I think if I was going to go back now, I, I don't know if the modern ones really have that much appeal to me. But going back and buying some of the ones I can remember having when I was a kid definitely does. And I think that was where I would spend a lot of money if I was going to do that. Well, chances are, I mean, some of those classic ones are still around. 
like there's but they've I mean, done like, reprints and mm, yeah, reproductions. They bring them out again. They do retire some castings for whatever reason. But like that combi is a classic. If you like your Mustangs or whatever, they're always mm. coming out. Yeah. So depending on what you're after, they might be there. And a lot of them, like it's only if they're rare, the popular cars could be available if you really want to look for it. Okay. I've seen some displays that people put together and they're amazing. Like a good display. I like the art. Like because the ones I'm buying are generally related to Superman or something like that, they've got artwork on the cards. So I like yeah. all of it. The whole thing is the one whole package. But even just the basic cards, you know, they've got really cool, the, the angles and the paintings of the images of the car themselves is on the card. And it just looks so good. And, you know, yeah. I, it does pay me sometimes because the kids get in there and they just rip them open. And it's like, this is the ones I buy for them, not mine. That's all right. Just clarify. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just like, yeah. oh, but yeah, go play. You should enjoy them. Enjoy them. But, yeah, yeah, yeah it's just, it's a, yeah, I'm just not, I'm telling people, I'm warning you, this is a cautionary tale. Don't get into it. It, it might seem cheap. <laughs> Might seem cheap, but it's just silly. Yeah, it's cool, but it takes up space yeah. and it's silly. It's like cocaine. That first tip, they, they might give you a free taste taste mm. Free taste is free, but then you're hooked for life. It was fun. I, I went down this rabbit hole trying to find out more, but it's just a beast. It's so huge. Like so many cars have been made in the millions of cars, been around for so long and so popular. Now, I don't know if there's anything here of value. I actually got some Hot Wheels terms. Because it's got its own language. There was one I was trying. I was trying to find okay. like a glossary of terms that people use for cars and all this sort of stuff. One glossary was just on the fucking wheels. Ah, oh, with the, the black walls and that sort of stuff. Red line was the first iteration of them, where they actually had a red line around the wheels, and those are worth a lot of money if you got the original red lines. Yeah. But the actual wheels, there's different types. There's like five spoke or six spoke, and there's this and there's that, and so. You know, I'm sort of into the characters of the cars where there are people who are into cars and there's people into customs. So they'll go, oh, I bought this car. I took all the paint off and I put these wheels on it and this and they make their own. And it's just like, who's got the time? Respect for those that do. Yeah. The fact there's 40 different wheels and everyone has their own opinion on them or whatever. Here's, here's some terms, just some Hot Wheels terms for you. So there's a beta, which is a play-worn model, e.g. paint chipped off, wheels missing, axles bent, windows cracked. That's a beta. So if you're going into like a a op shop or something like that and there's a few for sale they'd probably be beaters now there's chase cars they're made of different characteristics in the main line yeah. these include tampo design which is this this paint striping and all that sort of thing different packaging designs rubber tires and so on current die cast makers yeah. who do this sort of thing are hot wheels johnny lightning m2 machines and green light collectibles obviously in the forums and stuff like that there's htf which is abbreviation of hard to find or vhtf which is very hard to find that's because the arseholes go and buy them and fucking don't sell them off later on. Lunchbox cars or lunch breaks cars. They're models that were stolen by employees from overseas factories while being produced before they made it into packaging. Mainline. A mainline is a basic Hot Wheels car at a retail store and can be purchased in South Africa for around 20 Rand. I don't know why it's so specific to South Africa there, but hey, why not? So it's about the $2 here. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it's a South African website. MOC or MIP is mint on card or mint in package. OFAS is our favorite auction site. Pegs, the inside of stores mm -hmm. that sell Hot Wheels often on pegs rather than packed on shelves. A peg warmer is a specific model that does not sell very well. In other words, it's fairly common and sits on the pegs for a long time. But there's punched and not punched. I was about to say, don't you pay extra for punched and unpunched, so you beat me to it. Well, they've got a hook on it. So yep. some are punched, some aren't. I think the older ones were punched, yeah. 
Mm. Well, I've just got some He-Man figures delivered from Amazon. Now, mine delivered beautifully, and they're still unpunched. I was tempted to take He-Man out of the pack, but he was unpunched. I was like, oh, do I save it? Where Fresh, he got delivered a Shearer the other day, and as he put it, it looks like they've stepped on it, punched it, (laughs) kicked it, thrown it, put it in a box, kicked it for one good measure and brought it over. So, yeah, his is definitely punched. (laughs) R-A-O-K. Random acts of kindness. For example, when you open a parcel sent from a fellow collector and includes something special for you didn't expect, of course, R-A-O-Ks are meant to be passed on. As opposed to buying all the freaking Beastman combis, asshole. Yeah. Not bitter at all. Real rider wheels. The term commonly used to describe any two-piece Hot Wheels that features the rubber tread. I did have one of those. It was cool. They weren't quite as good, though, were they? Oh, it felt smooth. You know when you... If you push the car along and it spins, you know, it just drives off, that's fine. But when you hold it and you drive it, you know, when you're actually between the two fingers and you're driving it around, those rubber wheels feel sweet. Yeah. Really sweet. Scalper. A scalper is defined as someone who buys large amounts of hot bills in bulk in retail prices, then sells them again to sell substantial higher amount privately or online auction sales. Scalpers have been known to make deals with store employees, paying them to set aside and hide choice models in other parts of the store. Store employees have been rumored to sell them out the back door to scalpers as well. That should have been under A for (laughs) assholes. Yeah. A sleeper, a forum member who stays silent, reads all the fines, and then goes and scalps them all. See, <laughs> asshole. Spectra Flame is the name used by Mattel for their radical finishes sorted by the original Hot Wheels in 1968. The finish was technically not paint, but translucent colored mm-hmm. lacquer applied to polished bare metal coverings. These were surprisingly realistic, metallic, and metal flake effect and was popular on some real cars. Spectra Frost, a new type of paint. Easy for you to say. Yeah. A new type of paint process that will be used for upcoming cool classics from 2013 onwards. Yeah, so that's that's scratching the surface of Hot Wheels and Matchbox, really. <laughs> diecast cars in general, but Matchbox is synonymous with the diecast cars. And yeah, thank you for sharing. It's a bit like therapy for me. I think I've got it out of my system. I, I hopefully won't buy so many, but that's a lie because I keep checking. Yeah, probably but not. It's kind of addictive too. Not only did I get into it and they kept picking on me because when we talk on the Geek Dudes, we have a section called RDS, which is Reginald Dwight Syndrome. And it's when we're all buying what toys we bought lately. And for a while there, I wasn't really into many toys, but I was buying the Hot Wheels. So every time I say, what do you say? You know, what do you got? And I said, oh, I got these Hot Wheels, these Hot Wheels. Guess what they've been buying lately? Hot Wheels? Yeah. Mainly because it's He-Man related, but, you know, they're looking in the aisles now. That's what's happening. Hmm. And I even had a friend buy me a freaking the He-Man one. She saw one. It's like, oh, have you got this? Send me a photo. I was like, no, I don't. Thank you very much. It's like, it it infects people. It's dangerous, people. This is a warning. So, yes. Anyway, that's enough Hot Wheels. Let's let's not burden you with any more talk. But let's just keep going. Before we do, though, Mm -hmm. so I I will just ask you two questions. Okay. do you have a favourite from when you were a kid? Uh, yes. And do you still have it now? No. There is a story to go with that. <laughs> okay. It's a Lancer race car. Now, if you know your Transformers, Wheeljack. Yeah. It was that car, but it was just the car. It didn't okay. transform or anything. Yes. And my cousin played with it at Fairfield Boathouse and dropped it off the bank into the river. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> that was my favourite car. The bastard. Yeah. 
Okay. I can remember having one that was a, a like a, a Dodge pickup tow truck when I was a kid. And yeah, that was probably my favorite when I was a kid. It had like diecast car, but it had like plastic tow truck bits on the back. But I can yep. remember playing with that a lot when I was a kid. It was like white with blue stripes. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've looked at it since on that Hot Wheels database and I was like, oh, I covered this car. Yeah. But apparently it was designed off a real car by a car designer called Larry Wood. Or Larry Woods, oh, he's a classic Hot Wheels yeah. designer, yep. So, yeah, it, it, apparently it was the car that he drove himself and they made a, a Hot Wheels version of it. So, oh, yes, yes, yes. That's nice. But the other question I was going to ask you, so since you actually drive a fairly unique car yourself, so a Toyota, a Toyota Ruckus, Ruckus, yes. Is there a Hot Wheels version of a Ruckus? Yes. Hmm. And do you have it? I may have too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it's, a, it's not a Ruckus. It's not a called a Toyota Ruckus here. It's in, in America. It's called the Scion XB, and I have that, yes. Okay, nice. I mean, they've got some weird character cars and weird strange cars with the Hot Wheels section, and they've got one, and it's a toaster. Like, it literally looks like a toaster. It's got a plug at the back and two bits of toast in the top, which is pretty much based on a version of my car. And I have... <laughs> four versions of that because there's four different colors an orange a black a purple and a blue so have i got my car yes have i got my previous car no so there's no pt cruiser no i have not found a pt cruiser which was a pain because i did like that car Hmm. and my car i have an equivalent transformer of my car as well my current car so yeah Hmm. i have a bit of a problem you do yeah, I've I've never driven a car that's unique enough to um, to warrant having a Hot Wheels version of it. So yeah. Yeah, that is a pain because that that did happen a lot with the Hot Wheels. They didn't do a lot of English cars. It took them a while no. before they started doing that. It was like very mainly American. Obviously, they did the Italian like Ferraris and Lamborghinis and those sort of things. But yeah, they sort of took them a while to get into the Japanese and European cars. Actually, yeah. that is another favorite of mine. I did have an RX Seven racing car. That was still cool. Cool. Yeah. I can remember as a kid having a Matchbox Kingswood Ute that uh, had motorbikes in the back. And Kingswood? As my dad always drove Kingwoods. So they must have had some sort of Australian sort of offshoot of Matchbox that, uh, that did it. But yeah, it was like a, a HQ Kingswood Ute with two plastic motorbikes sitting in the back. Well, reading the wiki, something they got into, I think it was Matchbox that started it actually. It was corporate tie-ins. So you would get a lorry and you would get a brand on the side. So it would be a Coke van or something like that. And Mm. they sort of became very popular in the end. So I guess that's the starting of the licensing, I guess, where it would be Mm. mutual agreement to go with the two, where they would be corporate giveaways to a point where it's like Coke will go to them and say, we want Coke ones to give away. And then they would start selling them. And they actually mentioned in the Wikipedia that Australia had an Arnott's one. (laughs) It's like, oh. Mm. Okay. yeah. Looking at that fandom website, there was a Spider-Man tie-in back in 1981 for a, a car that they released on Hot Wheels. So they, they've obviously been licensing for a little while. Anyway, that's probably a nice place for us to wrap up. You can go and uh, detox now and we'll talk later about how many cars you've bought between now and the next time we record. But yeah, if you have any feedback for us, you can jump on our Facebook. We are facebook.com slash the Massive Attack Podcast. We are the MA Podcast on Twitter and we are themapodcast.podbean.com on our website. So if you want to jump online and tell us what your favourite Hot Wheels is either now or when you were a kid, that'd be great. But um, yeah, until next time, Mitch, thank you very much. No worries. I hope that was been a little bit cathartic for you to get that off your chest. I think so. All righty. Well, yeah, thank you. And we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. See you later. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Alive, alive.